Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, or whatever time it is for you right now. Welcome to From Bob's Office. We come to you again through the power of Zoom. So if and when the audio quality does weird things, it's not our fault. Today is Friday, April 3rd, and this is our third episode this week, because apparently we have nothing better to do. I am Jacob Bomber. I'm Jake Mathis, and joining us today is one of our bright young students. He goes to Valley Christian High School, where he is the starting goalie for varsity soccer, as well as playing varsity football. He has grown up in the Los, Al- Los Altos community. Ladies and gentlemen, Ellis Negron. Hello. Yeah. Um, normally, Jacob asks about quarantine, but instead he muted his mic. So how's quarantine? <laughs> uh, I said you were going to ask the question. <laughs> no, but like I'm so used to you asking those questions, so I was like, I'm assuming you're going to do that, and then when you get into question questions, uh, I'll do those ones. Nope, you're in charge of everything. Okay, well... Ellis, we're currently in quarantine. What's that like for you, having to do all of your schoolwork and stuff like that? Because you're um, in the middle of a semester. Yeah, it's very stressful sometimes, especially when the workloads are very random throughout the week. Some weeks, or I mean, some, yeah, some days we won't have barely any work, and some days we have, like, six or seven assignments due the next day. So it really... It's just, it's scrambled, basically, so. Hmm. So, Valley kind of does a lot of stuff already online, so is it, what's weird is, like, the hand, or, like, do you have, like, a lot of Zoom classes or stuff like that now, or what? Um, if you're, I guess, most people at Valley, if you're in, uh, like, a AP class or an honors class, you have a lot of Zoom meetings, because then you have to explain a lot more things in person, I guess. Hmm. But, you know, since I'm not in any of those, I just pretty much, I've only gone in one Zoom meeting and it wasn't like a lesson being taught. It was more of like our teacher checking up on us. So I haven't. It's not because Ellis isn't smart enough. It's because he's smart enough to choose to not overwork himself. (laughs) Exactly. But it's just, it's, it's, it's all right, I guess. Has your family or dog started to drive you crazy yet? Yes, a lot. <laughs> trying to do something. Sister comes in with the dog in her arms. <laughs> oh, you know, like. Was <laughs> that your faith impersonation? Yes, it was. <laughs> and then my family's gone crazy. My mom won't let me out of the house without a mask on. My dad doesn't want me to go outside in general. My sister starts drawing pictures of my dog of famous paintings. It's <laughs> <laughs> That's actually been one of the more entertaining things about the quarantine to the point for me. They're fantastic. But that's just it's me. just <laughs> we have nothing else to do, so we just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um like last night. Well, we were we were playing games. She like walked in with the dog, and we just started like yelling, and we're like, "What is happening?" Like, oh, don't worry. I mean, she so, talks to me more, but like, uh, that's for better or for worse. But <laughs> like, is that is that net positive or net negative? <laughs> Depends, because lately with all the, oh, I mean, not now because I'm in spring break right now. I'm just. I just sleep all day pretty much because, you know, why wouldn't you? But it's just like I'm, like, doing my own thing and I'm, like, focused. And then she just comes in and, like, just, ugh. 
<laughs> and my sister just texted me saying someone's corgi got dobnapped nearby. Okay. <laughs> Gotta go find it. Um, with this, uh, with everything going like this, do you guys have, like, have you guys been playing, like, board games and stuff like that as a family? Um... I think my mom tries to get us together, but most of us just want to go off and do our own thing. Mm. Um, my dad's still working from work online, so he's still pretty busy all the time. That's good. And I'm secluded in my room. Um, <laughs> my sister, she does her own thing sometimes. So, But my mom's probably the one that really just wants to get everyone together. Unless she's watching Korean dramas and then she won't come out of her the den but <laughs> Korean dramas that's a thing Korean <laughs> like I don't it's like Korean and Japanese and Chinese Asian dramas <laughs> is there like a channel why. for that or is that on Netflix <laughs> no it's on what? it's on Netflix so she uses my Netflix account so whenever I go into like recommendations <laughs> it's literally just a bunch of Korean like Asian dramas <laughs> that's so funny that's why I'm very hesitant to share a Netflix with anybody for any reason, because then it totally screws me up. I'm like, <laughs> I don't want all this stuff that I know I don't want to watch popping up on my feed. Get me out of here. Someone walks in, Bomber, you watched blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, then I have to go, no, I don't. It's not mine. Charles does. No, for reals though, when I lived with Micah and we had a couple of people stay with us for long periods of time, they would just turn on the PS4 and watch something random on the on the Netflix and I was like, dang it, no, I don't want this. But oh well. We survived. No, I I don't want to watch Dr. Pole. It was more like The Office or something. Wow. So an actual good show. I was attacked on Facebook the other day and she will remain nameless, but it's okay. I told her my reasoning and she accepted it, so that was good. Of not watching The Office? Yeah, of not liking The Office. Because you have terrible taste. <laughs> <laughs> no, because everything that I actively dislike that are intentionally cringeworthy and percent of what Michael is and who he is, and so everything that everyone loves about that, that is very entertained by, it just hurts me. So I can't watch it. Yeah, that's the same with me. I don't like The Office either. It's, it's just not my type of humor. I see it as cringe. I don't see it as I can see funny. why other people are entertained, but I am not entertained by that. So I don't. So that was today's episode of From Bob's Office. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> Sorry. You knew that, though. How dare you. Hey there, you just bring this up to the public. Um, well, Beans, we're already on the conversation of television. Ellis, you have this fascination with a, a type of entertainment. Could you please give us a deep dive into the world of anime? Don't say fascination. That's <laughs> I mean, it's uh, a correct word. Yeah, but you're making it sound like it's a special anointed <laughs> genre. <laughs> um... Like, I mean, I'm, I'm fascinated Japanese, by I guess. Soap I grew- opera. Mm-hmm. Well, Never mind. Sorry. Those I didn't mean people are, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, I, uh, well, anime is 
basically Japanese cartoons, but not, mm-hmm. not cartoons like they are in America, I guess. Um, I guess I started on it because when I was a little kid, I used to go hang out at my grandma's house and she'd have all the Japanese channels on. And so Pokemon was there and it was like collecting Pokemon cards. So I guess that's where it started. Um, hmm. but the, um, uh, uh, I don't know. Anime for me is, it's, I don't know. It's a form of entertainment that is like, it makes me feel like a kid again, especially now. Like a lot of the shows aren't like child focused or more uh late teen to adult focused. So I guess I don't know, it just entertains me more than normal TV shows because it's stuff is done that wouldn't be able to be achieved in real life, so is that because the subject matter is more mature in that way or uh, the characters are older? What does that mean? Uh, I guess it could be subject matter, more uh, fighting-oriented or more gore and stuff like that. Um, the characters are also older, so I guess it could be seen as that, too. Do you relate to the characters? Uh, I mean, some of them go through intense things. Like, if you... So there's this genre based around... Uh, that's specifically based around, like, uh, boys 14 to 18. It's called Shonen. That's what a lot of series are based off of. And all of the main characters, their parents are either dead, sick, or just they have all these terrible things happen to them, and that's supposed to, like, boost them to carry on the story kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like I don't relate. Like, what? So, like, Disney. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. You can't it's have a good story though. unless something terrible has happened to a parent. Yeah, exactly. But Apparently. I don't relate to them, like, as a whole person, I maybe relate to, like, certain parts of them. Mm. Like, if I was put in that situation, yeah, I would do the same thing as them. Interesting. So, if you were attacked by a monster, you would <laughs> yeah, run after him? <laughs> Heck yeah! <laughs> Gotta have some well, excitement right. in this life. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say if anything. If I was in that universe, sure I had the ability to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just summons a sword and goes after someone. <laughs> Dude, that'd be so sick though. The garbage truck scares him one morning. The <laughs> garbage truck. That sounds. How many? How many different genres are there? Uh, I mean, it's like American or not American. It's like usually there's like there's like drama and there's like core and stuff like that. It's pretty much the same, I guess. One of the more popular ones that's right now is like the volleyball one. So like there's like a sports genre too. Yeah, there's a sports genre, yeah. What is on your watch list right now? The, um, watching right now kind of thing. Uh, well, I'm watching Full Metal Alchemist. In terms of anime? Uh, I'm gonna, yeah, yeah correct. Since we're on yes. that conversation. Yes. Um, I'm watching Full Metal Alchemist right now. Uh, I watched it a while ago, but I totally forgot most of it, so I'm rewatching it. Um, I'm watching Tower of God right now, which is new. It was actually, I think it might have been it might have been Korean, and then it got adopted uh, adapted into a um, <laughs> adopted. Uh, I got adapted through a Japanese studio, so huh. so anime is just from Japan, right? 
Anime is basically the Japanese translation of animation. So it's um, Japanese animation is anime technically. Because like you just said, like that like that one originated in Korea, so it was like the Yeah, it, it was Korean. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Yeah, so I uh, <laughs> I but like the <laughs> thing with Korea, wait, what were you saying? Is that you don't know enough Korean to know the <laughs> You're not fluent in well, Korean. Well, it's in Come Japanese on, and they have subtitles, so it's not like but it was, uh, I don't really know the big backstory because I just saw it, but a lot of, um, series, I guess, are, so before they turn into animes, most of them are written in books, like comic books, I guess. And those are called manga. People say manga, that's just weird. So it's manga. <laughs> and so it's basically comics, but it's based, it's, yes, yeah, it's, it's just comics pretty much. But they usually start out in a magazine first, like a chapter, and then a certain amount of chapters will become a volume of a book, and then that's a, a manga book, I guess. Huh. And so, like a show like Full Metal Alchemist starts all with these books, like thousands of books, or like what? Yeah. Uh, well, so I don't know how many volumes are, but a certain amount of volumes, and if it gets popular enough, uh, a studio will reach out to the writer and say, Hey, do you want to help us make, we want to make an anime on this and then they'll do this, everything. And then mm-hmm. they'll make a show on it. Interesting. So if you had to name for a simple person like Jacob Bomber, what are three animes they would want or that you would turn him onto the watch? I'm a Okay. <laughs> I mean, like you don't watch anime, like you're not a, no, he Dude. tried to watch an anime, but he watched one of the darkest animes ever, and so that... <laughs> Which, are you talking about Beastars, or are you talking about... No, I'm talking about uh, Death Note. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, starting um... with that one was rough. <laughs> and I only made it through, like, two episodes. Um, okay. Uh, I guess... Oh, Jake's really going to dislike this, because he... I mean, he hasn't watched it, so he can't really say anything. Um, Demon Slayer right now is probably one of my favorite animes of, like, all time. Um, it has the elements of kind of a Christian outlook, I guess. It's not Christian in any way, but it's the very good versus evil, but, like, evil is you can take the easy way out and become strong, and then you have to work your way up if you want to be... Yeah, but basically, my mom, I got my mom into it, (laughs) and that was... I didn't even think I could do it, to be honest. I was like, hey, you want to watch this show with me? And she watched it. And then she was like, next thing I knew, she was ahead of me and like, the whole story and everything. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> so, uh... The Demon Slayer at number one. Is there two uh, more? Up your head. Uh, maybe Full Metal Alchemist, to be honest. Um, mm. it's, it's... It's just a good story. Like... <laughs> Um, I you I guess you have to have a certain taste to like it, but it's it's the top rated anime right now, I guess, if you go mm-hmm. on certain lists. Um, and it's just a really it's just a good story. Um, it came out in 2010, so the animation's like kind of iffy here and there, but other than that, it's still really good heart like a solid story. Uh, and my third, if you want more kind of like not horror, like, it's not Death Note, it's more just kind of, like, tragedy gore kind of stuff, but you get over it pretty fast, because it's cool anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, Attack on Titan's pretty good. 
that has a lot of stuff to go through, like a lot of uh, episodes and stuff. So that one's pretty solid too. Yeah, I've heard that has. That yes, it is it's very bueno. Hmm. So, segueing into our next topic that has to somewhat do with anime as well is that you are also an artist. Yes, it's. I've heard it. It's basically in my blood, I guess. Why well, I sound really <laughs> cocky saying that. Uh, <laughs> well, when, I think it's a fair statement. <laughs> when like, was uh. When did you start realizing that you were actually somewhat good at art? Uh, I guess when I was really young. I mean, I think preschool actually. Um, we got, they gave us a paper of like a outlined scuba diver that you had to draw in, and I didn't. I didn't grow up reading like the little children's book. I grew up. I grew up reading like um, animal like encyclopedias i guess more like (laughs) the big fat books of just animal species and like they had information all of them and pictures so uh it's my famous piece that my mom calls scuba steve and it was this whole scuba diver but around him was all these animals and everything that i drew in preschool but i didn't realize it at the time that it was good (laughs) So was it that's, a made-up uh, drawing? Like you just drew some scuba diving? Yeah, I just drew stuff. I just drew an octopus or a squid or a, <laughs> a crab or something. Do you still have that? Uh, we lost it. Oh. <laughs> oh. I, I think it's it's in a box somewhere, but we don't know where. So. <laughs> I want to see this. I I my mom had it and then she put it away and then she lost it, just like my iPod. You should uh, <laughs> you should remake it. I don't know what it looks like though. I with don't all, remember. No, 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 no. Like with all your talents now, you just get a piece oh of paper my on it. Scuba diver, not driver. Scuba diver. Scuba and, driver. <laughs> and then you just customize it and make it incredible. Good. It'd be very entertaining. Um so what kind of art do you draw yourself? Um, right now I'm doing a lot of anime, I guess, Japanese style, um, characters. That's mostly, I don't really like drawing realistic cause I can't get, I, something about, I can't see like lines and I can't see like how a wrist is twisting or whatever, but with anime, since it has like an outline on it, I can like, Oh, that's how it bends kind of thing. So I think that's still somewhat helping me with realism, but mm-hmm. I'm also doing uh, cars right now and so i wanted to become a transportation designer so i've just been doing concepts i guess like you i guess you could say so interesting so i one question about the anime and then i'll, I'll segue into the other thing um do you take do you like create your own or do you like see a like an image off the show and you like recreate it in your own way um, it really depends. I kind of do all of the, I kind of do all of them. There's some where it's like, I need, um, where it's like, I see a photo, I'm like, oh, I bet I can recreate that and maybe change up a few things. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some other ones where it's like, uh, I need to get a pose for my own original character, but the only re- the only way I can get that pose is looking at someone else's artwork. So it's using references. Um, yeah. Um, and if so, somebody were to want to find examples of your art, 
you have an Instagram account where you post a lot of stuff. Yes. EDN underscore art. Follow me. Uh, <laughs> I post weekly. It's pretty remarkable. Ellis's stuff is insanely good. Look at that. You just got a plug from the Jacob Bomber. <laughs> I mean, you could draw literally anything and I would think it was good because my drawing is terrible. But Me too. <laughs> But it's actually very good. I know a couple artists who do that for a living, and Ellis is right up there. Hmm. Look at that. That's a good brag. Draw some Pokemon. <laughs> draw some Pokemon. Draw some Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, man. I'll, I'll draw a realistic Pikachu. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so you mentioned going into car design. That really brought you into that. Uh, uh, I guess Forza Motorsport on Xbox. Hmm. I got that game, and then I think it was Forza Motorsport 6, and then that was a while ago. It was like 2014, 15, 16. And I don't know. I just started falling in love with cars. And so then I was like looking at cars. And I was like, oh, this car looks great. And I was like, what if I design my own car? And so I was hooked from there, I guess. So... Your, introdu- your introduction to being a gearhead was the the video game? Yes. And maybe a little bit my dad, because he he buys a lot of cars and sells a lot. Oh. And you guys go to a lot of, like, car meets and stuff, too, don't you? Yeah. Um, we went to SEMA recently, which is, like, this big, huge event in Las Vegas, and it's where all the aftermarket uh, companies take all their stuff and... It was it was cool. We got in. I mean, we had to wear fake name tags, but that was okay. You had to. Wait, you loved. <laughs> so we got in. Had to smuggle yourself but, into a car show. <laughs> we got invited, but we didn't get invited officially. So basically, you, you either get in by getting invited by someone that's already like that works there or like has the, a booth there, or you um you just have a lot of money um or nice cars, and they'll send you out like a oh you're invited to. SEMA, um, but my dad knows someone, so they uh, he invited me and my dad, but they didn't have name tags, so they got us, like, some people that didn't come or already came the day before and gave it to us, and so I, I was spouse, like, it says, like, a little thing under your name, it was, like, spouse, and my dad had, like, interview or something like that, <laughs> and so I had a girl's name, but I didn't oh, know. Boy. <laughs> So That's I looked so it up after, Good and it was no some blonde you. chick, and I was like, yo, I was walking around with a... But it was fun. I got to see a lot of stuff um, that I haven't seen in person before, so. So when you say you're, like, into cars, it's much more how they look, what their design is, that stuff, as opposed to the interior workings of a car, um, or are you like obsessed with all of it? All of it, I guess. I mean, I'm very much design focused, but if you design a fast looking car and you got a puny little engine, it's like, eh, I don't like it. Like, are you so I like to have hear a car rev up and you know what it is. Oh yeah. I'll know exactly what car it is usually. How so, does that develop? I, you know, I don't know. I think I've just. I don't know, uh, YouTube, I guess, just recommends me compilations of cars driving, so then I just kind of learned exactly what they sound like. 
Interesting. Like if if you literally name like any sports or like any maybe even any like sedan car, I'll be able to name what engines and what drivetrain. So. And you're going out of your way to research all these things and know it all, so you can reference it whenever. I mean, I I don't I don't think I do it on purpose. I think I just kind of learn like on the way. I think it brings back to when I just used to read like animal books all the time. I just kind of I just like learning about things that I like to learn about. Wow. Okay. But like. <laughs> yeah, like you. you the reason why for... I don't like school, like I don't like the I don't like being forced to learn things. Mm. I get that. Well, yeah, and if I, I actually think that that's really funny that early on, if you, when you're learning about animals, like, you know the basic information about that animal. You know where it lives, you know what it eats, you know, like, its size and weight and the things that it does. Um, I see that transferring very well into cars. If you looked at cars as, like, different, I don't know, different types of animals, different species, and they each are like produced in a certain place or they each, whatever that looks like, each one of them would have its own, its own particular stats and characteristics. And so that same idea I feel like carries over really well. Huh. Who would have thought of that? Bugs and cars being pretty similar. (laughs) It was, oh, I went through so many stages. Oh my gosh. I, like what? So, okay, so I started out with, like, bugs, right? That's what – it might have been sea creatures before that, actually. But it was, like, those two when I was, like, uh, preschool, first, second grade. Actually, no, preschool and first grade, like, preschool through first grade. And so second grade was more lizards and reptiles kind of thing. Third, fourth, maybe some of fifth was dragons, mostly because that came from reptiles, I guess. And so I have, like – I was drawing dragons. I was, I was all over the place. And then sixth grade was, um, you know, sixth, oh, well, you know, maybe third, fourth, fifth, and sixth was more dragons. Third was dinosaurs. <laughs> I still, like, some of my passwords for stuff are literally named after dinosaurs that I remember from, like, third grade. And so, Impressive. it's just kind That's of, probably really hard to crack. <laughs> Exactly. It's just kind of like blended itself into my like life kind of thing. Oh uh, yes, Dilophosaurus seven. <laughs> <laughs> I am impressed that you got Dilophosaurus out of your mouth. That was really good. Yeah, I, sure. <laughs> I was playing Animal Crossing and I found a fossil and it was a Dilophosaurus. Yep. <laughs> okay, now I can't do it anymore. <laughs> Look what you did. <laughs> Yeah, now you put the mental block in my head. I'm never going to be able to say it you again. You almost cured him. I, I was giving you a compliment. A lot of people wouldn't be able to say Dilophosaurus, and you just... Dilophosaurus. See? Easy. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Um, so, you also like to play sports, mostly. Sometimes. Yes. Mostly. Sometimes. <laughs> Depending on the mood. When, when did you start playing sports, and what did you start playing? Uh, I think I started playing, like, AYSO soccer back in preschool. I think my sister did it, so my parents were just like, oh, we'll put him in there, too. He'll be fine. And so I remember when uh, you get up to a certain age, you need a goalie. And I I was a good forward, but I was like, oh, no, I'll be goalie. So <laughs> our team was still really good. So I sat in the net every single game not doing anything. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, so 
I I guess I was just like, oh, looks like I'm a, this is the goalie's job because I'm going to do all the time. So, yeah, I guess that's how it started. So how long have you been playing soccer? Uh, I stopped in sixth grade. Um, so, wait, so uh, 12 years, maybe? 12, 11, 12 years. Before. And we picked yeah. it back up for high school? Uh, for middle school. Middle school, got it. And it's I would, fully since you... Wait, you said you've been playing for 12 years? Yeah, well, 16, I, I don't know, I was like four years old when I started, yeah. Okay. 11, tw- 11 12 years. Got it. But it was funny, because seventh grade, I was so bad, because I took that year of sixth grade off. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, it was so embarrassing. Your goalkeeping so like, right, skills I, I, deteriorated that much. I was in like, one I year. got this, I got this. Oh well, yeah, because I didn't do anything for the last for sixth grade. Yeah, and fat. so yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, me getting fat—that's not possible. <laughs> so I just sat on the bench the whole time. But next year, I did good, so I made the starting team. And so you also played football slash play if you're going to go back um, yes when did you start with your uh, football career uh flag football in eighth grade I think I was when I started and I was a linebacker but me being the skinny kid that I was I didn't really grow till about maybe freshman year as much as I do now I just got pushed around pretty much even though it's mm-hmm. flag but Flag football wasn't anything special. It was pretty much just throw the ball kind of thing. It wasn't like there was no tackling, so there was just pretty much yeah. the whole flag. And so you also in high or last year you play, last year and this year you played linebacker and what else? Okay, let's see. Uh, <laughs> linebacker, center. Uh, what else do I play? Uh, right guard, uh, right tackle, left tackle. Left, yeah. I I played the entire line because they just needed bodies, and I'm tall now. Which uh, makes no sense. By the way. Not big. Yeah, this is not we big had, enough okay, to be a lineman. Some some schools lineman. have some schools have 40 people on a team. We had 40 people on JV in our whole school <laughs> playing football. I yeah. think it, the lowest I've seen it was like we had 17 people one day. Was, uh, um, I've pretty much played every single position but quarterback, and, and what, so that's why I'm. What's some of your wait, favorites? Wait. Uh, I like the end. I'm too small for the end now, though. Uh, mm. I like the end back in flag football. Um, I'm I like being a receiver, but there comes a point where I just can't remember any of most of the plays. <laughs> so, oh, man. I know every single throw play, but if you try and run like a, I don't know, like a QB sweep or something, I just, I don't remember. I just blank and I'm like, huh? <laughs> or there, All right, let's take back what like, I said about Alice being smart. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm only, I've, I've told you, I only, I'm only smart on the things I like. <laughs> So you like playing football for three years, but you don't like it. I was forced to, okay. <laughs> My dad was By like, who? you're doing football. So, <laughs> yeah. But you're taking off next year. I don't know. That's the thing. 
I'm gonna see how this summer goes for like art wise and everything. Um, cause obviously football was helping to get in shape for soccer. Yeah. So, uh, I don't really know what I'm doing. My shoulder's still like somewhat injured. Like I still don't have the, it's like healed pretty much from last year when I got it, when I got my collarbone separated. But it, when it went back together, it's still off. So, I don't know if I should go back in and risk getting it injured even worse now. Um, cause I literally got pushed by, so our running back Jarvis, he's a big guy, I guess. He's just ripped. He's not like fat or anything. So he literally <laughs> ran into me the softest way possible and it separated my collarbone from my shoulder. And I was like, I, right. <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I don't know about football at least. I don't know. I think I think you're uh, pretty good at it, and I'd like to see you out there again. But if that's not how you're supposed to see, if they, I'll do it. If they make a promise to not to not to put me online again, because <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> I hate. If Yuki starts to play linebacker, that would be dope. I think. Yeah, yeah that'd linebacker. be fun. Linebacker or even wide receiver, like. <laughs> no. You... <laughs> Wide receiver, you're too reliant on other things happening. But at linebacker, like, you have the potential to make a play on almost every play. And you did. You played great plays. I I understand linebacker. Like, it's simple. There's one objective pretty much, and I think that's why I uh, I think that's why I I did so. Yeah, exactly. I think that's why I did so good at it. Yeah. Yeah, and you did. You you were great. Uh, There's... Yeah, yeah, I guess football, I have bad memories, too, because conditioning, you never get that tired during a football game. I don't know why they're making us do this much conditioning. Um, so that way you like, don't get that tired. That's why you condition No, 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 no. So we don't, don't get, get anywhere tired near that tired. But, like. That's the point. No, but, like. <laughs> but it's, like, even, like, in our first game, we never got, like, as nearly as close as tired as we do maybe on, like, the third sprint it's just it's something i don't even know to be honest i mean i guess it depends on the team and how much you're playing i couldn't understand it for varsity say in like the later games but if you're on jv <laughs> i don't know you gotta push yourself to get yourself in shape but we don't need to do it every day <laughs> yeah you do <laughs> no because then you just tear your muscle and get shin splints like all of us did you need time for them to heal. I mean, we so did said, lift, like, oh, yeah. You said okay, that what? it depends on art stuff, too. What What does that mean? Why would art... So, this whole virus, this whole COVID thing's going on, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to take summer classes for uh, Art Center, which is college I want to go to. So, I it really depends if it opens up or if I... Uh, kind of like go into more not professional but more the I guess professionally done work I guess because right now I'm very split on other drawings and cars so if I put more of my time to cars then that that would take up more of my time because I'm putting more effort into that because I'm trying to make a portfolio so it pretty much you don't know if you're going into your car oriented mind this yet. Which is, yeah, exactly. Especially because what the uncertainty of the summer. 
yes, because especially since my last two summers I was in football, and it was, it was, oh, it was so bad because usually during the summer you're used to having like freedom and go out with friends. I got like asked out for friends to go out so many times, and it's just like oh, I got football. <laughs> that was always my response. I mean, you also have friends in football, but no one wants to be there during the summer. Yeah. And the summer is definitely going to be weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, we don't Who knows know how it's going to go. Happen. No one's for sure how it's going to go. <laughs> so what is the art center? What is that? Uh, so it's a school in Pasadena. Um, my, my mom, my dad, my grandpa, my grandpa, uh, both sides went there for uh, just art in general. So I'm trying to get, uh, you can get an undergraduate in uh, automotive and transportation design, and then there's a graduate for transportation design, which includes trains and planes and bikes and stuff like that. Pretty sure That's my TV show, goal. Trains. Trains, planes, planes, and automobiles. <laughs> There's a movie with Steve Martin and John Candy. I'm pretty sure it's a show, too. Really? Actual things. Oh, well. I wouldn't know. So is that... How does... Like, do they have the same general ed classes that you have to take? Like, it's the same... I think so. All I've heard is that you take some, like, general ed classes at Caltech and so you do all of your artwork at um, art centers like in Pasadena and then you take some of your other classes at Caltech. Okay. So do you apply for both of them? I think if you get into art center they they give you classes there at Caltech because I think they're associated in some way so. How much of that application process is dependent on just a portfolio that you have? Portfolio, 80%. Wow. It's a, it's, yeah, it's a lot. They really don't, so their minimum, usually the schools have like really high GPAs, like four point, over 4.0s and stuff like that. Art centers is like 3.25, so it's mainly like B students. So they don't Mm. care about your grades as much as they care about your portfolio. That makes sense. How diverse so, does your portfolio have to be? Like, do you have to show that you do one um, thing really well, or do you have to show that you can do? I think you have stuff? three. You have three main pieces. You can include others if you want, but it just has to show that you're good with uh, cars and just bikes and stuff. I guess more just what you're trying to get into. It has to be associated yeah. with. So, like, you is it you recreating a visual, or is it you? Like uh, these are your more, own design. Yeah, concepts, designing, like. designing your own concepts, kind of thing. Okay, that's interesting. Have you put in a lot of time on that so far? I feel like I haven't seen. Uh, like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've done no. like I've done like casual thoughts. I was like, oh, I could do this, but I haven't like gotten to the part where I'm like, okay, I need to, I need to get like a Photoshop thing, and like I. Because I just haven't, it hasn't come to me, mostly because I want to do it mostly of junior year because sophomore year right now is very laid back and I want to keep it that way. I don't want to overstress myself. 
but junior year is already kind of stressy enough, so I could just blend yeah. it in more. So. <laughs> So just pile on to the stress. Just include it in one, like, session so I don't have to worry about it, like, later on kind of thing. I guess that uh, it really depends, but I'm not going to take any special classes. That so is the it's... opposite of flattening the curve. <laughs> yes, is, it is increasing is, it and get it over with. That is that's what I do. I, <laughs> that's what I do. I, um, you try to have short periods of really high stress and long periods of lower stress. Yes, it, it equals out. High plus low equals medium. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, that's that's how people have heart attacks, fellas. <laughs> that's okay. It's okay. Or panic attacks or anything like Wait, that. Wait, do I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's I'm a... not a person to stress over things. I'm very laid back, so I think that's what I can deal with it. I guess. <laughs> I can just see like seven things pile up on Ellis at once, and he's like, "Nah, it's fine." <laughs> I procrastinate <laughs> so much rolls. anyway. I'll so. get to it one day. <laughs> oh man. Oh, you saying procrastinate? I texted this to a couple people the other day. I was texting a kid the other day about school, and he was like, <laughs> "Oh no." <laughs> the exact quote was something like, oh, "I didn't really get around to it because I was too busy creating all day." <laughs> And I said, procreate is not the right word, man. I don't want to, I don't want students saying that they didn't do their schoolwork because they were procreating all day. Procreating. Well, there's a, there's a, the thing I use for drawing on my iPads called procreate. (laughs) That's terrible. You're creating like a pro. I understand what it means in that context, but in <laughs> life context, it implies sexual relations. <laughs> I'm making baby. <laughs> I don't, uh, anyway. Uh. Don't procrastinate. We do not endorse procrastinating on this podcast, even though we do it all the time. What do you mean? No, I don't. <laughs> right. Should I? Uh, that's like a show. Up? That's like a show about drugs, and they're like, "Okay, don't do drugs." Yeah. <laughs> Who? I don't think there are any shows promoting drugs. Like Narcos. They don't Breaking promote, Bad. They don't promote drugs. Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Okay, is there a message in there at some point where they say, "Right, don't actually do drugs"? I don't I think so. so. They probably <laughs> should. I've only seen like half an episode, so I don't. Now that I'm not looking through, they really should have probably put a disclaimer at the end of episodes. Well, when did it yeah. come out? Back in... Not well, too we... long ago. Yeah, it's... Probably like 2010. Yeah, it was like... Yeah, I but... say it was like 09 or 10 to like 16 or 17, maybe. Yeah, drugs weren't that big like back then, though, so... Yeah. <laughs> They're okay. not... I, I haven't... I don't hear... I didn't hear about it as much then. Maybe it's because I was younger, as I do now kind of thing. Yeah, 2010, you were friggin' five. What? Was I was seven. Okay, close enough. Jeez. I was born in two thousand. No, ten years ago you were six. No, two thousand ten. I was born in two thousand three. Oh wow! Seven year difference. It's because I would turn seventeen this year. That's why. Yeah, I was. Anyway. What were we talking about? Art. art yeah, science. art and cars. Art. So when you're, as you go into the stage of like 
Well, A, how much of it is hand-drawn versus done on a computer digitally? So you mean on paper compared to digitally? Yeah. Uh, a lot of it now is done digitally. I still, I don't know why. I just feel more comfortable with drawing on paper. It just takes more time. Um, but whenever I'm like drawing a car, I usually just sketch first on paper, then, uh, scan it and transfer it onto a computer and iPad. And then you can go over it and do more complex shading and more 3D rendering, I guess you can put it in too. So. So you're you're more of a hands-on, uh, at least for the beginning, yes. Well, I feel like most like artists are. Yeah, I don't know. It's either like you can feel it out better, or it's just I don't know. I think uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the maybe digital it's transfer digital. process and that that is crazy to me because I've never done it because I've never seen it. Just the idea of being able to take something you drew by hand and then put it on a computer and then be able to manipulate it the way programming works like that like i editing anything like that photos videos just blows my mind that computers can do that yeah we were watching a youtube today of the the Russo brothers, the directors of a lot of the Avengers stuff, and they were yeah. talking about specific scenes and just all of the detail that went into just one part of one scene of making sure that this is what the frame looked like and this is what the lighting looked like and this is where people were standing and this is the effect that we were trying to have and all of this information that went into just one shot of one scene and their ability to be able to manipulate it, to know what their programming could do and just the creative mind that takes and the uh, it's crazy so yeah because a lot of like like that a lot of like the cg like if you have someone move that's all cg usually they just like back when cg was relatively new um they would just kind of move it but it looked kind of weird because it looked kind of either robotic or it looked just not natural and they're saying it's because skin stretches but they didn't have that technology back then to render that just because it was it wasn't like like oh we didn't think of this kind of thing but it's yeah. like like thanos when he like squeezes his eyes you can see like his pores stretch and then when he talks you can see like his whole like chin and mouth stretch around his skin and thanos has stubble like <laughs> apparently thanos shaves well see and that's, <laughs> that's funny, a big like, blade that's right the that's the difference between an artist like you looking at that and knowing what's going like I never would have thought to even pay attention to a detail like that. Um, that's crazy to me. It's kind of like the thing. It's like, no one's going to notice that like in the movies, everyone's going to notice it after, I guess, if, unless you're a critic, you're like, Oh, this shot didn't look right or something. Yeah. But Well, yeah, that'd be like, you know, if I watch a sports scene in a movie or show, I'm going to critique that to like every little bit of it because I know what it's supposed to look like. I know what it's supposed to sound sound like. So because I am coming at it with that experience and that mindset, that affects how I watch that scene. But coming at it from an artist standpoint where you're used to looking at how does the body move? What do I have to do as the artist to make this look how I want it to look to make it, whether it needs to look real or whether it needs to look real for your 
context, whatever it may be, anime or whatever, like, you know what things are supposed to look like and how they're supposed to work. And so if you see that play out, that's something you're looking for. It's something you're paying attention to and you're going to be able to point it out if it's not there. Whereas I'm not going to notice because that's not what I'm looking for. I agree with said statement. <laughs> Can't keep having this much dead air. It's a lot different with us. That's why I had to say that. Um, Ellis. Yes. What's your favorite animal? Uh, ooh. Um, I guess it could either be, like, wait, like, are we talking, like, if I'd have it as a pet or just in general? Both. If I'd have a pet, it'd be a, a ferret or a mink, because those things are adorable. It's a snake, but it's an animal. It's a mammal. <laughs> it's just, it's a furry snake with <laughs> legs. It's so cute. <laughs> um, and then favorite animal, animal would Either be a peregrine falcon or a honey badger. It's kind of in between those two. Um, Interesting. I've never heard anyone say their favorite animal is a honey badger. Talk to Avery. Really? <laughs> yeah. Is it because of the um, viral video that went viral a few years ago? There was the a video viral that went video viral a few years ago. Oh, I'll send you a... <laughs> um, you are also a gamer. Yes. What kind gamer of... Gamer boy. What kind of games do you uh are you using um to bide your time during this great depression? Um I'm playing a bit of Forza, the newer ones. Um uh, a lot of shooters, modern warfare with the boys at twelve AM is always a treat. Um I've also been going back to my childhood and playing Minecraft with the boys. I had so much nostalgia, oh my gosh, that was great. <laughs> when I first logged on and got on my PC, oh my gosh, there was so much, oh, beautiful. You, you've created many of cool things in the short yes. part of it already. It's been very impressive when I walked. I started, I started talking, forgot I was on mute, and I have to <laughs> apologize. I have to apologize because I made a technical error because I forgot that I am... I have my computer open and my phone on, and my phone is what is getting the sound from my voice, but the computer is the source for the voice for Ellis and Jake. And I was looking up a video of the Honey Badger and realized that if I played it, it was not going to play out loud on the computer, and it was going to play out loud for you guys. (laughs) So, So in that thought process, I then muted the computer because obviously that would mute the video, but then I realized that would also mute the sound of all of you going oh, into come the on. <laughs> but I realized it right when I pressed it, so listeners, if there was a split second where the sound went out and then it came back, that's on me. I apologize. I closed the video. We are good to go. Come on. <laughs> I know. It's, uh, How long have uh, been doing this? I, that's the first, how long we've we been doing this? Three times. This is the third time. <laughs> that was the first time I went to look up a video and realized that's not going to work. And then I started talking to stop you guys so I could explain it and realized I was on mute. So then it was a lot. It was a rough minute for me right then, but we're good. <laughs> Continue saying whatever you were saying. Cause I don't remember anymore. Yeah. I was very impressed with, um, 
me coming out of my nether portal to where Spawn was originally. And then Ellis just created this just mansion. And then, like, four other things, just massive things. I'm like, hello? I was gone for 20 minutes. Wait, mansion? <laughs> You're, you and uh, Ashton's house. Oh, our, our snuggle house? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Roommates, so. Your snuggle house? <laughs> Well, it's because I was like, Ashley, you want to live together? And so he was like, cool. I spent the next, like, two hours just building this place. <laughs> you know what he does? I build this whole place and we can put all our stuff and everything. He digs underground and puts it down there instead. I'm like, all right. It was really funny. And then he also made this, like, water canal, which That's so, so worst, dumb. greatest thing ever. It, so it like takes the you, moat? No, it no, takes it's like okay. an elevator. So it takes you down in one area, and then the other area to go up is like 40, 40 feet away, and just spits you out in the middle of nowhere. The only way to get up is through that. So And it takes like 10 minutes. <laughs> it's really funny. It's just really out of the way. But it's very oh. funny. Good job. And... In Ashton's style, there's a sign above this giant, like, roll, like, row of beds. And it just, in the middle of it, just says, interlocking toes is allowed. <laughs> Which is oh the most my. Ashton thing that could have been said. Well, I thought, you know, I think Christian said it at retreat. We went to retreat, and we had to share the bed at the big spooky house. And, <laughs> and Christian goes, bro, you better not interlock toes in the middle of the night. Uh, some details I just don't want to know <laughs> well then I ended up sleeping on the bed all by myself and everyone's up on the floor so it was okay anyway. <laughs> that like, made no sense is. that made no sense that no one slept on the bed because <laughs> well, Ashton oh Ashton wasn't there Sam Sam and Christian were like oh we like sleeping on the floor I was like okay <laughs> okay if you say so I won't fight you. Yeah, you do. So you. I slept like a spider on that bed. That was awesome. What is a spider's thing? Yeah, what? I was I outstretched on the bed. Okay, I had room. I don't think spiders do that. I think that phrase is spread eagle. <laughs> sure. Okay, fine. I agree. <laughs> All right, Jacob, you have deeper questions. Why don't you start spinning them? Start spinning them? Well, spitting them? But- yeah, I'm not going to spit all over my electrical equipment. Um, so you have been, you go to Valley Christian High School. How long have you been in the Valley school system? Five years. I came in seventh grade. Where were you before that? I was at Los Altos. So, and so, I guess, <laughs> what, huh? Uh-huh. Go ahead. Oh, so I guess, oh, well, I guess I went to Valley because my sister did for one reason. And most, uh, most of my friends from sixth grade were going there too because their siblings, actually, no, that's not true. One of my friend's siblings went there, so he went there. And then the other, uh, I guess I could name it, it doesn't really matter, but, uh, Piper went there because I think it was because we're all going there. And then, like another kid, Armand, you don't know him, but he went there too, just because everyone else was going there. A majority, we had eight people in our sixth grade class, 
So <laughs> it was 50-50. Eight people. So you spent your entire schooling career in a private school. Yes. What is your overall experience of that like? If you look back on that, are you happy that you've been in private school your whole life to this point? Would you have liked a public school setting going into high school? Um, what, what does any of that look like? For Los Altos, that was perfectly fine. That was, I enjoyed it there. Um, for Valley, uh, it was pretty good besides the chapels and the Bible classes are a bit, what's the term? Um, they're not, written well i guess you could say um for chapels we go through a lesson it really depends on the speaker the speaker that we had this year uh who will yet to be named is um she's not a very good speaker i guess at at least relating to us i should say like sir she's probably fine with all her friends but with us we don't relate to her as much so that's, I think that pulls up to like why we like younger teachers and all that, cause we can just relate to them more. Um, for classes, like Bible classes, um, the material itself is fine. It's the fact that we're being graded on more memorization than understanding. So it's like, if we get a Bible, like verse twist, first test we're not great we're graded on how much we memorize it and not on how much we how not we like we could know the whole entire verse but we could not know what it means so how would you prefer that to look then what would a what would a bible class what would an effective bible class for a 16 year old high school sophomore look like it would be teaching us um, more on why things were said instead of why you should why you should know what they said. It should be why they sh- said the things they said. I say shed, but <laughs> but it's I mean, so understanding the, that a teacher has to provide a curriculum and has to have some kind of grading system. What would that look yeah, like? Yeah, that's would... that's the thing. I don't think we should be graded in Bible, especially well off of the stuff that we're going off right now. Because I think understanding could be one thing. Like if we had, if he told us like this, this is what this means, and that's why this happened. That's you. We can you can grade us on that. Just don't grade us on memorization. Because what if some of us have things that we can't memorize as well, or some of us have, you know, we're like Dory and can't remember anything. Like I'm personally not good at memorizing certain things. Well, we have already, you've already clarified that you are. Yes, I've clarified this a million times. <laughs> <laughs> <But> not, <laughs> um, so, so for chapel, is it just one person that does it all year? Would you uh, don't have different speakers come in every we week? We have guest speakers. Okay, so we have guest speakers. Those are probably the best chapels we've ever had is guest speakers. But when what? this teacher comes up and says the same basic story the entire time, it's just we kind of – we don't we, – we just zone out because we just – we like we've heard this a million times kind of thing. We know what she's going to say at the end. Like it's not the same story, but it's the same meaning. 
So who are a couple, what were a couple speakers this year that you felt really connected and said um, something that you? Oh yeah. gosh, I don't remember any of their names. Uh, I th- we had a prison inmate, I think, and he came and spoke. He was, wow. he just got out of prison and his story was really interesting. I don't remember some of it, but I remember just being like, wow, this is a lot better. Like, I don't know. I don't know why it's just, it's something we can relate to or if it's just like we, it's more interesting. But I mean, the other teachers have to understand that we have really short attention spans. So if your topic isn't interesting, we're not going to listen. Yeah. This kind of like involuntarily. So. So in terms of private versus public school, what I was getting at is like, A, was Valley always a foregone conclusion? It was up to your parents. You were going there because your parents said so, and that was that? Yeah. If given the option to do either like Los Alice since you live right there, or maybe Milliken or somewhere close like that, would you have entertain that idea at all was the thought of going to a public high school would that have been something Um, you would have liked to look into i think it would depend on the school i guess because if um if you go to a college for sports and science so like oh i went to valley christian they'll say what school is that but if you said oh i went to la salle they'll be like oh yeah, yeah yeah So I, it really depends on what career you're going into. If I had the choice, I think I'd still say, still stay, um, private just cause it's more, uh, singular, I guess. Since, it, since they're smaller, teachers can have more time to focus on students. So instead of being in this big, massive school where you barely know anyone, I pretty much know everyone at Valley. So it's, I like that it's smaller and it's not big and you don't know where anything is kind of thing. So how would you say you have overall benefited from a private school education? Um, I've learned a lot of stuff that I never thought I would learn just because teacher, those teachers at private schools, like um, our football coach teaches cultural geography. And so he shows a lot of personal stories, but I learned a lot from those personal stories that I think I'd ever learn in a, in a public school. Based on just teachers being more personable, you mean? Yeah, they're more, yeah, I guess they're more relatable. I mean, I can't say anything because I haven't been to a, I haven't been to a public school, so I don't know how inclusive the teachers are. But it's just from what I hear from like other people that go to public schools that it's, it's very, they have so much, so many students that they look after. They're not very particular about a certain student or not. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, do you feel like in terms of your faith, do you feel like it's super important that you stayed in a private school? Yeah, I think so. Because if I went to a public school, I'd probably be um, surrounded by things that are not very Christian and probably would lead me away. But since you're in a public school and everyone, there's definitely still a limit of bad in Valley, but it's not like it, it's nowhere near a public school, I guess. Um, but you're getting, (laughs) and you're getting, you're getting Bible classes and you're getting, um, like, uh, and you're getting chapel every single week. So you're just kind of like surrounded by people that are, 
Christian. So, I mean, maybe if those people don't even act Christian, you just kind of have this sense of community, I guess. All right. Um, how would you right now describe what your faith looks like? Mm, I'd say it's, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm very off and on sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, all right, God, you can do it. Like you can do whatever you want. Like, uh, it's your plan, not mine. And then sometimes I'm like, I think it's just when I'm distracted. Like if I'm doing homework or something, I'm stressing out or I'm like, all right, I need to get on this test. I'll rely more on myself than I should be. But it's, it depends on the situation, I guess. Cause my mom, we went to go get habit one time and my mom was like, all right, put on this mask, put on these gloves. And I was like, it was, this is totally out of me. But I was like, no, if I die, I die. I'm in God's hands. I, like he decides if I get sick or not. I don't know if that was just me not wanting to put on a mask or if I was like actually like it's fine kind of thing. Like it's this isn't I'm like it's not my decision to get sick or not kind of thing. I mean it isn't, but like it's not my decision that I will get sick. That's that's a bigger ish conversation. Um I think that has I think it's probably somewhere in the middle. I think you were just averse to the mask and probably. said something that you said something that you knew couldn't be argued super hard, but uh there are a lot of situations where you could easily put yourself in harm's way and be like, Well, God either wants me to survive or he doesn't. Yeah, exactly. That's why I was like, I don't know. Yeah, but that's not really but I think that's also because of my carefree nature. Like, I tend to not care about a lot of things. I'm just very chill with a lot of things, so I think that's one of the main part of it. But so, I – sometimes I'm like that. Sometimes I'm just, like um, – sometimes I'm really, like, trusting God a lot, and sometimes I really just forget about him sometimes. So I'm very – I'm 50-50. What's a recent example of you like stepping out and knowing that this is a moment where you are a hundred percent trusting God, like you are present with him and you like, you know, that is a moment where I'm putting this in God's hands. Um, I think well, I was hanging out with people. Um, oh, wait, was it? yeah, I was hanging out with people. And then, uh, they were, uh, these are different friends, but like, I just found this out and they were like, Oh, we vape and stuff. And so they were like, you want some? And then I was like, I was like, Oh, I want to, I want like, you know, to be part of the group. But then at the same time, I was like, no, this is wrong. If like God's looking at me, like <laughs> I can't, like, I don't want to do this kind of thing. So that's when I was like, no, I'm fine. And I was like, but in that moment, I got like this hint of like, like just this no kind of like voice, I guess. It wasn't more of a voice. It was more of like a thought that was put into my head. So I think that's the time when I was like, okay, this, this is like, you, you tell me what to do, God, and I'll do it kind of thing. All right. I think that, that qualifies pretty good. <laughs> um, you 
so you've grown up obviously in a Christian home, Christian household. You've heard about Jesus your whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, was there, has there been a moment? Or do you remember the time when Jesus was no longer just this person that you knew existed, that you were told to believe in, and you were just surrounded by this information. So it was, that's what you knew. But was there a moment when your faith became real to you, when you were like, I for sure know Jesus, I know who he is, I know what he's done for me, and I believe in Jesus. It's not just because your parents tell you, it's not just because what you're surrounded with, but you actually made that step forward and owned your own faith um i think it was one time at green oak ranch when i was in elementary school i don't remember which year it was uh kindergarten we were taught like you're like you're you're a pumpkin and you're yucky on the inside if you don't have jesus (laughs) but if you light the candle inside then you won't have mold or something like that that's when i like i i was i believed that i accepted jesus but when i really like believed it like i realized what this was was during like the crossing of Greenock Ranch, just because it's such a, I was like, holy crap, this is real kind of thing. Like it was just a, I don't know, just a realization in, inside of me that I was like, ah, I get it now kind of thing. Like it's not just something that you just say, oh yeah, I'm a Christian. I believe in God that he died for me. It's like, oh, oh, kind of thing. <laughs> no, I mean, so what, what did that mean? What is that? How would you explain it, what you then knew? It, like, I mean, it kind of changed how um, I treated others, I guess. I, I mean, you kind of follow what the group does sometimes, especially in elementary school. You you don't want to be the kid that was bullied. Um, Out of the eight of you? Yeah, okay. <laughs> we originally had 12 in fourth grade, okay? <laughs> it went down <laughs> um but i remember like i remember like the big group the the big the, the big three the top three they would they would make fun of the people and i was like i don't want to do any of this so i didn't and then i became the one that was being made fun of in sixth grade but it's just kind of a joke between us now so but it was that it was that realization i was like no this isn't right kind of thing but it's it could have just been like a kid just messing around, but not purposely hurting that person. So. So if somebody came up to you and asked you why you believe in God, like why, how does, how do you know that God is for sure real? Why does Ellis believe in God? Um, I guess I've, Whenever I, uh, whenever something happens that I was like, I wouldn't have done that now. Like, I, like, I was that in that moment, I'm like being like these thoughts that are only like that I wouldn't do. Like, they wouldn't be the normal me. They'd be like what God wants. And so it's just kind of like this random thought that pops up in your head that pops up in my head at least. It's like, um, it's like whatever. God would say or whatever, something that is out of character for me. So I think that's just something that stuff has happened to me that I wouldn't do myself. So well, I'm really just repeating the same thing over and over. It's like, <laughs> it's hard to put in words. Dang. Um, 
it's like stuff I did that I wouldn't do. Wow, I'm really just repeating the same exact. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's hard to put in words. It's 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 a feeling, I guess. Wow, that's really cheesy. Uh, <laughs> it's just like this connection that I feel whenever I get like a thought that um, reflects him or um yeah <laughs> that's as best as I can put it into words so there there are active times in your life where you are in a moment or you're in a situation and you know that there is a certain way that you anticipate acting or there is something that you expect yourself to say but instead there is a supernatural sort force there's some thought or other thing that is sourced outside of yourself that inclines you in another direction. Yeah. I remember in sixth grade, I was, so this was the time of me being made fun of, right? So I, it was, yeah. it was my turn. And so I remember going to, going to the teacher and just like, absolutely. She was like, Oh, what's wrong? Kind of thing. And me being the uh, little emotional baby that I was back then, I just, <laughs> bawled my eyes out. I was crying so much and then we started talking about God and stuff. I don't remember exactly because I was almost, I wasn't unconscious, but I wasn't listening kind of thing but I heard like little bits and so then I was like oh yeah, God, and all of a sudden I feel this just wave of just calmness coming through me and it's just kind of like that's, I guess that would be the certain situation where it's like it just pushed me more. Like I was like I was a firm believer, like not a firm believer. I was a believer before that, I guess. But that was definitely the moment where it was like, like people are always talking about, oh, I heard God talk to me in my sleep. I heard his deep voice like shout from the skies. And I was like, huh? Like I, I haven't heard any of that. But then that was the moment where I was like, oh, like I get it now. Like you genuinely felt whether it was God's physical presence or just a security in who yeah. he was. Exactly. You know that feeling when like your whole leg goes asleep and it's just tingly? That's, like my, that. that's one of but my favorite was, feelings in the world. It was way, it was what, it was weird. And then I stopped crying like just instantly. I was like, yo, what the heck? That's awesome. How many people know that? Uh, it's two now. <laughs> I haven't told anyone about that. Mostly because no one's really asked me that questions like this. Huh. Now it's gonna um, be more people. So. <laughs> hey, that's the beauty. Anyway, that's the beauty of this. Um, without like, I don't know, without outing people or whatever. But do you feel like in your current uh, period of life, stage of life is what I was going for. Um, where you're at, your communities, like, do you feel like you have a group, people around you that you can have those kinds of conversations with? Like, I oh yeah, for sure. To put you on the spot, yeah. but the fact that like you just said, no one's ever, you've never told anyone that. Well, no one's ever, uh, asked no one's ever like asked me that kind of thing in that group. Because, but since how close we are, I feel like. Especially some people, I feel like I could tell them anything kind of thing. Like, we're not just a group of, we're not just a youth group. We're like a family, I guess. But 
it's a different kind. Like I wouldn't tell that to my dad because he he's very Republican, so he's like. (laughs) 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 I okay, I can't really say that, but he's more like he's very old-fashioned, I guess you could say. Okay. So he's all about like, oh, men don't cry kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. I was watching a sad movie, and I was like, this is really sad. And he was like, what's the matter with you, boy, kind of thing. And I was like, <laughs> I, it was sad, okay? I'm I'm <laughs> glad you are man enough to show your emotion, Ellis. Good job. Exactly. That's the whole thing. It was like, so then, I mean, he doesn't, I don't really think he cares anymore, but, okay, no, he still does. But, like, he has me do work all the time. He was like, he, I mean, he obviously teaches me things that I need to know. Like if I, when I become a, I shouldn't say if, when I become a husband, confident. There we go. Uh, but, um, yeah, so, but yeah. Um, okay. Well, the reason I brought that up is so in saying that you haven't really been asked, um, do you ask those questions of your peers? Uh, I think it's just that whole group. We get deep, but we don't get like, that deep that makes sense like we occasionally ask like the uh the the random uh, i I can't even like the normal deep question like you know but we we never really get like um like when was the last time that you like had a really deep spiritual moment i don't know if that's just because we haven't got around to it or we just haven't thought about it or just like uh, what do you think about that? Um, I think there's, cause, uh, I think there's a moment in time for it, cause obviously you don't want to ask it in like the middle of, um, the middle of the day, like on the sidewalk, like that just be, that just, it'd be like not the moment, not the time. And I don't think we've ever had a time where we've hung out in a private area that allows us to talk about this stuff. So I think that's why we haven't had, like, asked these kind of questions. So I think if we, if we ever had a moment and a time to talk about it, we'd probably talk about it if we ever got around to it. How many, how, how many times do you think you've had the opportunity? Mm, maybe, what? maybe once during, maybe twice actually. During like CA training, when all the boys are in the cabin, that's probably the time that we can all kind of talk to each other. In, uh, but I mean, does you it mean has like to be, in a? Wait, what has? Wait, does what? it has to be a full group setting? Like, how often do you have um, one-on-one conversations people? with people? Uh, if you're, if I'm usually with someone, there's other people there. I haven't had a one. I haven't had. I haven't been with someone like by myself in a long time. Could you create those opportunities? Probably. I don't know how much people are up to it though, because they, it sometimes becomes awkward when it's one-on-one kind of thing. Should it be? Depends, I guess. If you're, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's hard <laughs> to explain. It's I, like, know, um, I know, I know. I'm, I'm intentionally you're pushing me, in this you? direction. <laughs> No, I'm not. <laughs> the point is for whoever may be listening. The point is to 
say that this is important. It's very easy for us to say, we will have that conversation later. Or these friends, like we are close enough. We don't need to have that conversation. Or it's really hard to find one-on-one time or whatever. It's very easy for all of us to do that. But these conversations are worth having. Like you, that story right now, that's really important, right? And setting aside the fact that this is being recorded and whoever chooses to hear it later on can hear it, like you sharing that with the two of us, that is incredibly meaningful and important in knowing who you are, what your faith looks like and what your relationship with God looks like. Like that, that is a seminal moment in your life, in your relationship with God. And that should be some, that should be something that you are eager to share with people. That should be something that is an automatic part of your story. People as believers, any opportunity we have to share these intense moments with God that show how great God is, we should be willing, we should be going out of our way to tell people that, especially our close friends. And so being your age and being what, you know, what society looks like and how society reacts to that kind of stuff, I I am not surprised at all at your reaction. I have had plenty of people have that exact same type of reaction in that it's weird, it's awkward, those kinds of conversations don't happen. Um, but there's a reason I called it an opportunity earlier. Those are missed opportunities. We each, every day, have an opportunity to have real one-on-one conversations with people, whether they are in person, whether they are over FaceTime, whether they are over text, whatever it may look like. There are two many opportunities that we don't take to actually be invested in the lives of other people. And that's why I'm super thankful for this podcast that Jake and I get to do that. We get to have all these people, yourself included, come on. And it is a place to ask some of these questions. And sometimes we get super, super personal with people because that's, it's an opportunity to share their story, to share how God has been in their life and to show who the people are in their life that have built them up and encouraged them and mm-hmm. supported them and pushed them. And that's a really, really cool thing to share and for people to hear. And, and so the podcast gives us an excuse to have that, like a built in excuse. So it doesn't have to be, you know, like, Hey, let's go grab a meal and do this. Um, but that's just like, I'm not, I'm not disappointed. I'm not frustrated by your responses in any way. Like you are well within your rights to do that. I'm going to admit that I was mildly pushing you in that direction and manipulating it in that way, because I do want you to have a sense of dang, these conversations could be happening more. Um, Of course, that's going to be up to you, whether you are comfortable enough to do that, whether you are confident enough to do that. But this is just me encouraging that in you, and in whoever's listening, go have those conversations. If this quarantine lockdown situation has proved anything, it's that we take our relationships for granted all of the time, and we should be having real, personal, in-depth conversation way more often than we do. Um, and so that that's why that's why I enjoy having these conversations. That's why I ask 
difficult to answer questions because it means that we do have to think about it and we do kind of have to take a temperature of where we're at with ourselves and with other people. And I think that's super valuable. Yeah, I think it's just out on it. It's just like we don't want to start anything, but if we're put on the spot, we just kind of naturally like I was taught to always answer if I'm like if I'm asked a question or anything like that the best I can. So I think it's just part of me, but we don't want to as us as like teens in this generation, we don't want to start anything. We'll join in if it's already started, but we don't want to personally start anything. And Why do you think, I think that's the case? It's either like we don't want to get backlashed if it doesn't go out well. So I think it's just fear or, um, yeah, probably just that. Like if there's consequences that if we like said something wrong or if it's like just gets awkward and people put you off and they're like, oh, this dude's really awkward. We don't like yeah. him kind of thing. So I think it's just you don't want to seem awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, that makes sense it's good to know it and to be able to confront it should the situation arise but know, that's where life experience comes from too Jake any thoughts in a time of social acceptance, you don't want to be out of the norm. So asking those questions where they are good and intimate and one-on-one talk and stuff like that, but if they're taken the wrong way, you're taken out of the social norm, and it's hard to get back in it. So that's kind of the issue, I feel like, with a lot of the younger generation these days. That was my philosophy lesson for the day. <laughs> There are always ways we can all improve and be better people and be better friends and better followers of Christ and better such and such. Yeah. Um, what are a couple either verses or Bible stories that have meant a bit to you over the years, Ellis? I think story of Moses actually. Like the Moses entire story, story like, of Moses or something? The specific let my people go part. Yes. Mostly because um I guess my dad my dad just randomly yells let my people go sometimes. So it's kind of like ingrained <laughs> in me. Um uh, but it's also like the, it's determination, I guess, that he had to went through, especially destroying this place that he grew up in. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was like, oh, I'm gonna go stick my rod in the, in the water. It'll turn to blood. I'm gonna go stick it in the water and there'll be a giant, you know, like path cleared. And so I, it's just that like faith and determination and hope that I guess I kind of strive to have with, uh, God and other people trust there you go that's it's really interesting that might be the first time i've ever had somebody be like moses as somebody who had a personal relationship with god and was directed by god and faithfully obeyed 
God in multiple times and had amazing things happen as a result. I mean, the first time that he was like, no, I can't do this to someone else well, kind yeah. of thing. But then he grew to be this person that was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's... <laughs> Yeah, 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 I understand that part, especially. Yeah, it's like, it's just like, yeah, like I, I trust you kind of thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, my last question in this vein, um, is who is a person or two over the span of your life so far that you have like really looked up to in terms of Life guidance, spiritual guidance, whatever that may look like. Like, who are a couple of people that like stand out to you? So uh, far, I don't really have like a singular person. I guess it's split up between people depending on what it is. So, like yeah. spiritually, it's my mom, just because she is she, like she's crazy spiritual. Like she'll, I don't know, she's she's reading the Bible all the time, and she's like does so much like i don't it's just like how do you do that it's she has such determination with it that it's 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 crazy um if it was like i like being a guy i guess it might be my dad just because he's like even though he's old-fashioned i like get what he's saying it's like i'm supposed to protect my family and all this stuff like that um and with art too he's like that too he teaches me how to do a lot of things. Yeah, parents are a pretty good, pretty good option. Um, all right, well, Jake, do you have anything on your mind? Um, no, I'm thinking everything's come out pretty well. <laughs> All right, well, unless Ellis has any closing thoughts, any uh, random revelations you would like to share with the world before we end? Uh, don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. Just, like, um, I guess, like, don't just stress over a lot of things. Like, this is all big of a big, massive plan that's way out of your understanding. Like, just, you know, trust Thank you. <laughs> All right. Um, well, thank you for making time to be on the podcast. Thank you. Thank for, you for choosing me to be on here too. Yeah, thank <laughs> you for thank you for letting us in a little bit. Um, follow Ellis's art account. I mean, I guess you can follow his personal one if you want. That's up to him. But definitely follow his art account, EDN underscore art. Uh, see where he progresses. Give him that shout out. Um, we do intend to have another guest on Monday. So we are just knocking guests out right now. If you are listening and you want to be a guest, let us know. We got all the time and now we have the technology so we can connect to you wherever you may be. Yeah. Um, if you are trying to sponsor and get a shout out, we haven't talked about that in a long time, but we, <laughs> we are not, you know, we're not stingy. Give us some money and we'll, uh, put you out. um, I am in contact with somebody right now who is looking to produce a little piece of music for us as an intro because uh, we haven't, I haven't been 
pushing that enough. So hopefully that happens in the next week or two um, and create some excitement there. But thanks for listening. Uh, keep keep doing the thing. Jake, get us out of here. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. Um, be safe out there right now. It's a hard time and um, find something entertaining to do. Follow us on uh, all social media is at F-R-O-M-B-O-B-S O-F-F-I-C. That's from Bob's office. Um, thank you again for listening and have a great weekend. You are. Oh, that's right. I'm Jake Mathis. I'm Jacob Bomber. Alice. I'm Alice the Ground. <laughs> <laughs> have a great day. <laughs>